Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Alexander and I serve as the lead pastor at Hosanna. As we've been saying for years, we believe the Lord led you here. And we hope that what you hear today will encourage you to take a step forward in your faith journey and help you look more like Jesus. After today's message, I encourage you to download the Hosanna app for more opportunities to connect and grow. Here's today's message. Come on, come on, let's give Jesus praise for the miracle. I just love the Lord and I'm so grateful for him. And I'm grateful for all of you, those of you who are here, those at all of our sites, those watching online. Today is a day for miracles. Today is a day that we are believing God for everyone in this room, creative miracles. Our God is a God who is still moving. Healing is the children's bread. And today, somebody is gonna get a miracle in here, amen? We are receiving that in Jesus' name. Before we do, I just want to encourage you, as we know this day is full, that Sue's testimony and others can only happen when these doors are open and when we have people here to help us to do that work. And so I want to just uh, call your attention to the screen. I want us to be able to give lavishly as we prepare to step into our series. There is going to be a number on the screen. You can text 94000. You can drop your, kit, your gift in the secure boxes. But please, friends, family, Hosanna, let's continue to give in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are continuing in this series where we've been spending an entire year, we're spending an entire year on growing and understand and knowing who Jesus is. And today I have the privilege of preaching a message that I uh, have wept over and poured over and, and prayed over and it is the things that Jesus did healing. We get to talk about healing today. You know, the Bible provides a myriad of examples of healing many of them extraordinary. There's the healing of the Gerardine demoniac that we see in Mark chapter five. We see Peter's mother-in-law raised up out of her bed in Luke four. 10 lepers were healed in Luke 17. The woman with the issue of blood in Luke eight. The deaf and the mute man in Mark seven. The word of God is full of examples of people who have been healed. And those examples are not simply there for us to say, that's great. That happened then. They are there as an encouragement for us now. There are also more complicated stories of healing when healing did not come immediately or at all. Paul's thorn for which he prayed three times that God would remove it, and yet he said, my grace, God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for in your weakness I am made strong. We know Lazarus's death, death was complete before he was resurrected. The blind man who did not immediately receive his sight, but saw men as trees and had to wash twice in order to receive his sight. The man that was born blind since birth, there was Jairus' daughter who died and was being mourned. There was an entire group of people mourning her before she was brought back to life by Jesus. And when Jesus said she was sleeping, people laughed. They mocked the miracle. Jesus healing only a few people in Mark chapter 6, verse 5, because of the lack of faith of those present. 
Friends, let me say to you that I understand for those of you who are listening to this message that healing for many of us is one of those things that is difficult to get our minds around. Some of us, including myself, was raised in a church where I was taught miracles don't happen anymore. The Holy Spirit doesn't fill anymore. So I was raised to believe that what I had was what I had. The pain that I had was the pain that I had. The brokenness in the world, well, we were just gonna have to live with it until Jesus returned. Not so, because what you see standing in front of you is also a recipient of a miracle. But the greatest miracle, amen. Healing is the children's bread. Healing, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians is a spiritual gift given to God's people. Jesus gave the power to his disciples to cast out devils and to heal the sick and healing still happens every day in this world for those who will believe. Our foundational scripture is a little bit different today. I wanna talk about healing Coming from Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. And this is the story of Jesus. It says this, forgiving and healing a paralyzed man. Forgiving and healing a paralyzed man. Let's read this and then let's walk through it. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Jerusalem and from Judea and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof Praise God for brothers and sisters who will believe with us. They went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, hear this, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what had been, he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Dear friends, this is a particularly rich and complicated story of healing, but it is also deeply instructive, and I want you to hear me on this today. 
The Bible passage said that Jesus had come from every village in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and that the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Now that does not mean that the power of Jesus was the power of God was not always with Jesus to heal the sick. What it means was there was a particular anointing and Jesus was healing people in extraordinary measure at that time. Per usual as Jesus was teaching, there were Pharisees Can I please help somebody who is listening today? When you reach out in faith for something, there will always be a naysayer or a Pharisee somewhere telling you it's not going to happen. I want you to learn to hear the voice of God more than the naysayers who tell you, don't do it. Don't go forward. You've already prayed a bunch of times. It's not gonna happen. Let Jesus speak. You watch and see what God does. There's always going to be somebody and the Pharisees loved to line up with their arms crossed because they couldn't get their mind around the fact that Jesus was the living God, that he would have healed them if they would have let him. But they were so caught up in their tradition, so caught up in their laws, so caught up in their control that all they wanted to do was to get rid of the Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. They wanted to get rid of my God. And so instead what we see is there arrived a group of men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat who they wanted to lay before Jesus, but they couldn't because of the crushing crowd. I love this kind of friendship. Anybody got friends like this? So they said, look, we're going to get up on that roof. One way or another, our brother's going to get a miracle today. Somebody get to tearing these tiles off. We'll worry about the cost later. Tear it off. We all need friends like that. People who will believe with us when we don't have the faith for ourselves. When our bodies are racked with pain, we need somebody to say, look, I'll take care of the expense, but I'm busting a hole in this roof and you're gonna get in the presence of Jesus. I don't care who's looking, take my hand. Our spot for a miracle is right there. We need to be those kind of people. And that's the kind of friends that this brother had. So they shimmied him up. They took the strength that they have. We don't know if it was two or three or four, but they climbed up on that roof. I can imagine the people who are around there saying, what is happening? Could you imagine if I'm preaching and there's all kind of dust and stuff that starts falling from the ceiling and all of a sudden somebody starts getting lowered down? We can be like, well, okay, God, today's a day for a miracle. But the reality is, is they turned and they made sure that their brother was up on that roof and they tore a hole in it and they lowered him down right in the presence of Jesus. Jesus does two things. First, he acknowledges their faith. He says, brothers, thank you for having enough faith for your friend. Thank you for having faith that you know that I am the son of David and that in me is the power to heal sins and to deliver people. So he acknowledges their willingness to believe. And then he turns to the man who is laying in front of him and he forgives his sins. Do you see that? He didn't touch his body first. He forgave his sins first. That which would heal him forever that which would have bound him to spiritual darkness forever was the very first miracle. Friends, this man received two miracles that day. 
The first miracle is the miracle of salvation. The miracle to all of us that we are able to receive when we say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my savior and my Lord, forgive me for my sin. That man received the miracle of supernatural sight that his body would be forever changed here, but also on the other side. Jesus forgave his sins. He gave him eternal freedom. And at this, the Pharisees complained that Jesus' statement was blasphemous, asking who but God has the power to forgive sins, indicating that Jesus is not recognized in their sight. Jesus confirmed that he, the son of man, had the power to forgive sin, the greater malady of our souls. And then he said to the man, get up, take your mat and go home. Y'all, have you ever been so burdened by something that you feel like you can't get up? Maybe it was an emotional breakdown, the end of a relationship, Maybe it was physical pain. Maybe it was the loss of something. Whatever it was, it broke you to the point that you felt like it was effort to simply get out of bed. Years ago, not that long ago, I was stricken with sciatica. Maybe some of you know what that is. For those of you who don't, you really don't want to know what it is, but sciatica is incredibly debilitating pain. And here's the thing. Let me be honest with you, my pride got in the way. I could see that there was pain that was happening in my body, but I didn't want to let go of my team. I wanted to be the kind of leader I thought I should be. So I ignored the signs of the pain, the twitches and the twinges in my body until a day that I was getting out of my car and I fell to the ground and I could not put any pressure whatsoever on this leg. I belly crawled literally to my door and pounded on the door because I could not put any pressure on this leg. I was carrying it as if it were broken. For six weeks, I laid on my side, unable to move, laying and throwing myself out of the bed to try to find a way to get healing. Have you ever been in such pain that you feel like you're bartering with God? You ever begged God? I mean, begged God to say, Lord, I'll do whatever you say. You just want the pain to end. That's where it was. I wasn't at the point of wanting to kill myself, but I was at a point that I would try just about anything. I got radiation. I got uh, shots in my back. I had all of those things and none of it touched me. Can I tell you that two things happened to bring me to the point that I'm with you right now? Number one is I repented of pride because I did not think that for whatever reason, my team or whoever else I was responsible for could go on without me. I was prideful. I thought it was about me. But can I tell you in the most debilitating pain of my life is when Jesus spoke to me. In those six weeks laying on my side is when I heard the sweetness of Jesus when he started to talk to me about what it really takes, when I learned that all the works righteousness of my past was still trying to creep back into my life. And it was then that he did the creative miracle of first helping me to love and forgive myself, to realize that I didn't have to earn his love, that I already had it. And then through the creative blessing, gifting miracle of something called chiropractic, someone say amen. Anyone here a chiropractor? Because if you are, I will kick. 
Hollywood Squares kiss to you. Because of the miracle of chiropractic, learning to have my body adjusted, I am standing before you with no pain. Praise God. Now let me tell you, there were people who fought me. There were other doctors who were trying to discredit chiropractic. Amen, of course. But it was what allowed me to, to leap and to jump and to praise God. To be able to stand before you today. I'm speaking to those of you in here who know joy and who know pain, be it physical, be it emotional, be it psychological. And I want you to know that God will heal and it is his desire to heal. The message that I gave to you is instructive in a couple of ways. Here's what I want you to hear. Three points from the very beginning. Let's go. Number one, the faith of friends and community to believe with us to help us to gain access to the Lord, the work of intercession to stand on our behalf and do whatever ta it takes to get us into the presence of Jesus is vital. Church, this is why we've gotta be healthy because there are times when we are in pain that we don't have the strength to do it ourselves and we need some people who will tear the roof off in intercession and get us in prayer, into the presence of Jesus and not let it go until we get relief. This brother who was laying on a mat had friends who loved him enough and believed for him enough. Be that kind of friend. Be that kind of family member. Don't say, oh, well, you know, I don't know. That's gonna be kind of a technological challenge for us to do. Nope. Be the kind of friend that says, God, if you spoke it, I believe it. Let's get to the miracle. We all need people who will help us to stand in the need of prayer and get what we need when we need it. Number two, the Pharisees, the gatekeepers, the defenders of the law could not see who Jesus was. They were shown the very manifestation of God's power and glory in and through Jesus. They had seen his teaching and his miracles, and yet they were consumed by fear of losing their own power. Much like their argument with Jesus, who healed the woman bent over by an evil spirit on the Sabbath, Luke 13, you remember it. She was there in the temple and she was bent over and Jesus stopped. He saw her in her condition and he stopped all that he was doing to heal her. Rather than rejoicing that she had been freed from a debilitating captivity, they argued about the legalities. The Pharisees argued with Jesus about the legalities, that he dared to be who he was. May I say to you today, to dare to be who you are as a child of God and receive what God has for you. And if you've asked once, ask again. Keep knocking. Keep believing, keep stretching forth in faith. God is present to heal. Like blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, as found in Matthew 20 and Luke 18, a large crowd was following Jesus as Bartimaeus sat blind by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus, he cried out, Son of David, have pity on me. When those close by him 
tried to shush him. Be quiet, they said to him. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus called him forward and said, your faith has made you well. Receive your sight. Now let me say this very clearly. I know that there are those who are watching and those in this room who have prayed for a miracle and you have been told something ugly like you didn't receive your miracle because you didn't have enough faith. That is the devil. That is not true and we rebuke that lie in the name of Jesus. If you have faith as a mustard seed, if I need to have faith for you, I don't care who it is, I will join my faith with your faith until we see God receive, give you what you're asking for. Listen to me. I don't care who's uncomfortable. I don't care who would tell you to be quiet. I don't care who's worried about their house payment and how they're going to replace the roof. I want you to know that healing is still available, that God still heals through the gift of healing, through the prayer of agreement, through collective faith, we stand and we go before him. Third thing I want you to hear, faith and forgiveness are essential to the journey of healing. Friends, a lot of us who are here together, online and in this room, are bent over with brokenness because we have somebody that we need to forgive. Your pain is directly correlated to the fact that you've got some brokenness and some stuff that is so heart-wrenching in your life that you don't feel like you can get anywhere near to Jesus, that you are struggling. I want you to know that oftentimes as Jesus is preaching about healing, he is talking about faith to believe but forgiveness to let all of the other things go. We know with the woman with the issue of blood, she spent all the money she could. She went before the doctors, but she still had faith to believe. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. Some of you have spent a whole lot of money in here. You've had surgeries, but I'm telling you to reach out one more time. Are you hearing me? Reach out one more time. Two more times, whatever it takes in the name of Jesus. Jesus is in the room. I know some of you are like, Pastor Laurel, did you have like six cups of coffee today? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Y'all don't know me by now? Guests, welcome. I'm Pastor Laurel. This is how I am all the time from 5 a.m. until about 5 p.m. And then I start to power down. Welcome. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> and I am so grateful. Because I was bound and I was lost, a lost church girl. I was a church girl and I was lost and blind and broken until I learned to continue to keep asking and keep seeking and asking God to help me not to fix everybody else who hurt me, but to heal me first. Now hear me as I go forward from here. Let me be clear, Jesus healed people who never said anything, never exclaimed anything, never showed faith. He simply blessed and healed them. But there are cases that we cannot overlook, including where Jesus says to the friends, as he said to Bartimaeus, you believe in me and my power, and it shows in your heart. Forgiveness, friends, remember, is why Jesus came in the first place. 
to release us from the power of sin and death, a far greater disease than anything that we might experience in the natural. Forgiveness of sin is the greatest healing miracle that the world shall ever know. And there is someone in this room and someone watching online You may have been a church kid all of your life, but you have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. I'm imploring you today. If there's someone in here who needs to surrender their life to Christ and you know it's you, you need to wave at me. You need to do something because I can see you. I got an eagle eye. Somebody in here is like, yep, it's me. Thank you. Where are the other people who need to be like, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. Where are the people who have walked away? And you're, do you all see the miracles that are happening right now? If you could turn around and see the number of people who are doing this, you would be running up and down this aisle, but I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm meeting you at this altar when this service is over. Hear me. We're going to go kind of quick now. Why healing? Why do we need healing, friends? Why does healing matter? Because brokenness, including sickness and disease, are a result of a fallen world. I don't know why cancer exists. I don't know why certain things happen. I don't know except for I know that the fall is real, that Satan is real, but I know that Jesus came to overcome this world. We need healing because brokenness is real. Why healing? Because God wants us to know him as Jehovah Rapha. Exodus 15, the Lord God who heals us. He does heal. He healed then and he shall continue to heal. God delights in our restoration, in our wholeness, and in our healing. Friends, healing manifests, I want you to hear this, in the natural and in the spiritual. Healing doesn't just happen in the natural. Now hear me, this is going to sound kind of hard. But sometimes when we talk about healing as Christians, we get really myopic. Healing only looks like a miracle if I can jump up off my bed without any intervention of doctors. That's the only way that that's a miracle. That is not the only way that God heals. Stop putting God in a box. Stop saying, unless you heal me that way, it's not a miracle. You may miss out. You need to make sure that you recognize that it happens in the natural and the spiritual. And hear me when I say this. Healing does not always manifest the way that we want on this side of heaven. But we know Revelation tells us there will be a time where there's no more sickness and no more death and no more crying, that our broken bodies will be made new that we shall forever live in the presence of the Lord, that we will live in front of him. So the brokenness that some of us experience, hear me when I say I know there are people who are watching and are in this room who are saying, I didn't receive the miracle the way that I wanted. One day we will see it all and we will know that God is going to do and reveal to us something different. So what does healing look like? What can wholeness look like? Healing can look like a miracle, a physical, mental, emotional miracle. Anyone ever been a recipient of an emotional, physical miracle? Wave at me. Do you see the number of people in this room? Recipients of miracles. It can look like access to good medical care. Do you know how many people in this country, in this world, don't have medical care? 
It can look like ease from pain. It can look like restored, balanced mental health, which was a reality for my grandmother who battled with schizophrenia all of her life. And in my father's family, three of the 10 of his siblings battled with schizophrenia. Did they battle with it? Yes. Were they, did they receive medication? Yes. And they were some of the most powerful prayer warriors that I have ever known. Let me tell you, Mental illness, depression, anxiety does not limit you. Sometimes it makes you all the more powerful because you got to rely on Jesus in a whole different way. My grandma knew Jesus. She knew the Lord. Shock treatments or not, Jesus was her savior. Now my grandma is standing in the gates of glory waiting for the rest of us. And I can't wait to see her. Sometimes wholeness looks like intimacy with God. When you've been abandoned all your life and you finally have a blessing from God. Sometimes healing looks like forgiving somebody and letting a grudge go that has held you captive. Sometimes healing looks like the restoration of a broken relationship. Joy after sorrow. And hear me when I say, the greatest healing you will ever receive is salvation through faith that your old self will die and you will be born again. It is the greatest miracle that this world will ever receive and never fully understand until they receive it themselves. We know that God's method of sacrifice for our ultimate healing is spoken of all over the scriptures, including Isaiah 53, where it tells us that we turned our backs on him and we looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses that he carried, our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought it was his trouble, scripture says, that punished him from God. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed, free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Those of you who waved at me, your day of freedom has come today. For those of you who need to restore your walk with God, your day of freedom has come today and I will meet you right here at this altar. You better be leaping like a deer and run straight down here. You hear me? I got eyes. I know who said it. Listen to me. Whether we are in pain, be it physical emotional or spiritual. Let me bring you back to Luke 5. We need a community to be with us and comfort us. Today, I want us to be the community as people come forward. Whether you are on, on, online watching, whether you are at one of our sites, there's gonna be instruction that is given to you in just a moment. The altars are gonna be open. People who've been instructed in prayer are gonna open this altar. If you are online and watching for the first time, do not get off. There are gonna be people who are gonna connect with you and pray a prayer of agreement for your healing. But today is the day. We are not leaving the same way we came in here. We are not walking out of here without miracles. We are not walking out of here letting people walk out of here without that trust and belief. So I'm asking us, for those of us who have been recipients of miracles, who know the power of prayer, who are trusting God, I want us to pray in agreement and receive that prayer. Suffering, y'all, can be incredibly isolating and debilitating. But in community, we can divide our sorrows and double our joys. And that's why I'm so grateful that here at Hosanna, we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ touches the whole person. Forgiveness for the spirit freedom for the soul, 
healing for the body. So I want us to posture ourselves right now. Let's get ourselves ready. Let's have the faith of a mustard seed. Let's stretch out and say, Father, today and at all of our sites, everybody who will watch online now and going into the future, Father, we join our faith and we thank you in advance that you believe for us and with us that healing is given to us. We agree today and we celebrate in advance that people will receive miracles of salvation, of healing, of broken hearts, of physical healing, of broken bodies, of restored minds, and of all of the things that you want to give and desire to give. I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, that today in this room, we mark it August 20th, 2023, like Sue marked her day. We mark this day as a day where Hosanna shifted the atmosphere, where Jesus stepped in among us, where the Holy Spirit comforter was with us, and we saw the miracle working power of God. Lord, we thank you for Sue's healing. We thank you for the healing of all of those who are in this room. We thank you for my healing, for my grandma's healing. We thank you for those who will receive healing today. Now, God, do what only you can do and get the absolute glory. Get the glory, God. Healing is your gift. We open our hands to receive that gift. We thank you for it in the matchless name of Jehovah Rapha, the one who was and is and is to come, the one who still heals and shall heal today. And all who would agree with me and be ready for a miracle would say, amen. amen.